0: My biggest piece of advice would be is to start small, right? Uh, Learn every facet of the business. You know, again, we did do property management in the beginning. I I learned how to renovate certain things myself as well, right? It gave me a good basis on cost and what things should cost, how much labor should go in. Underwriting is the most important part, you know, the numbers. Learn how to underwrite, create your own models or get a model and start putting things through, Um, but really understand the financials. Before you, before you dive in and then
1: Your network is your net worth Come listen to some of the most successful people I know Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice In real estate, business, and beyond This is Weiss Advice Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level Look no further Welcome back to Weiss Advice This is Yona Weiss, I'm your host, and joining me today is the one and only, Zamir. Kazi, what's going on, Zamir? What's up, Yona? How are you? Thank you for having
0: me on the show. Uh, I've been watching a lot of your your podcasts, and I'm a huge fan, so happy to be here.
1: Well, it's always good to have a fan on the show. (laughs) I appreciate that, (laughs) Zamir. We just found out, this is your first podcast appearance,
0: this is my first podcast appearance. I'm happy to have you break my cherry. So, uh.
1: <laughs> so, so for, for, for anyone listening to this who, who also has a podcast, reach out to Zamir. He's going to be a sought after podcast guest uh, after this episode, hopefully. And, hopefully. and we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll take it from there. Just give a little background uh, Zamir is a multifamily investor, believe it or not. We've had a bunch of them on the show before, but he's the CEO at Berkshire Property Holdings. He's got an incredible vertical going on where these guys are just buying up large multifamily buildings, Texas, Florida, Georgia. Where else? Any other markets? Carolinas, Carolina's, Arizona. Arizona. They're all over the place. So look out for them. They're up and coming, doing a lot of work. They got putting a lot of deals under contract. And um Zamir, Give us a little, a little background. Give us a little. How'd you get? How'd you get into real estate?
0: Yeah. So funny story. Uh, started buying real estate back in 2012. Started off with a twenty thousand dollar duplex in Lakeland, Florida. I needed to get a thermostat and a water heater changed, and a plumber quoted me like three hundred dollars. So I decided to go on YouTube and learn how to do it myself, and then proceeded to figure out how to fix cabinet doors and fix holes in walls and have never painted in my life, painted the insides, uh, bought a spray painter did the outsides, you know, so learn how to renovate myself, sold that, bought the one next door to that for 20,000 and bought the one next door. And then, you know, the rest is history. We started moving up and started buying quadplexes, plexes, And the largest deal we did was almost 700 units. So, you know, we, we organically grew from, from really nothing. And, uh, you know, I love what we do.
1: That's awesome. So you guys are doing property management as well in-house? So
0: we, so we don't manage our own properties. I used to. So we used to manage up until maybe when we had about 500 units, but mm-hmm. you know, without the economies of scale, it didn't really make sense for us. And especially since our portfolio is so scattered uh, geographically, we decided to use third-party management. So we will just find the best third-party managers in that market uh, and let them run with it. And then we focus on the asset management more so.
1: Awesome. And what what would you say is your you know the biggest advice to someone like yourself who's getting into real estate, starting small and then scaling? Because you've scaled, you know, pretty pretty large, and not only property but also in a team.
0: Yeah. So I th- I think um, my biggest piece of advice would be is to start small, right? Uh, learn every facet of the business, you know, again, we did do property management in the beginning, I, I learned how to renovate things, certain things myself as well, right, I it gave me a good basis on cost on what things should cost, how much labor should go in, underwriting is the most important part, you know, the numbers, learn how to underwrite, create your own models, or get a model and start putting things through, um, but really understand the financials before you, before you dive in, and then as far as building the team goes, it's just, Finding good talent, which is the hardest part of building a team, right? so you, you got to go out there and and try to find the people that most are the complement your weaknesses, right? so right. find find people that complement things that you're not good at
1: yeah, absolutely. and and you've done that, I mean, pretty successfully, I'd say Thank what you. yeah, well, I mean, and you guys are you're still growing. So under these market conditions where you know I just got off the phone with someone today who was telling me, He's not sure about buying about properties. You know what's going to be? Maybe it's going to be a downturn. Maybe there's going to be a market turn. And what What are you seeing? You, you know,
0: um, I'd say I've I'd probably talked to maybe a hundred different capital groups and sponsors over the last two months, and it's a mixed bag. You know, most most people are, especially equity, right now. Their their pencils down. You know, they, they want to wait and see what happens, uh, which is understandable. And then there's a group of people that say, look, we, we think that this is a good time to buy because there's going to be less competition in the waters. Uh, and ultimately, the, the the people that are hit the most are going to be office, uh, retail, hospitality, right? right? I think multifamily in, in, with, with not only us, but everyone across the board, we collected in April about 95% of our rents. May, we collected 96% of our rents. Uh, June, we did about 98% of our rents. So our collections have been remained strong, but moving forward, we are underwriting a little bit differently, right? So we're not assuming any rent growth growth over the next year to 18 months. So zero to negative percentage mm-hmm. um, on the first you know, 18 months. We're also assuming that there's going to be no CapEx or rent bumps over the next 18 months either. So rents have to stay flat um, and we're also in, in, in increasing our vacancies. So, uh, you know, if If all those check out, then we'll do a deal. We're still looking because you know I, I think competition will get heavier from the people moving in from other asset classes. So right. right now might be a good time to find up find deals where the competition isn't so heavy.
1: All right. and w- where would you say is somewhere that competition is not as heavy without spending spreading the word to the competition? <laughs> well, I,
0: I think I think uh, just all across the board right now, if deals come online, you know, whereas you had, 25 to 50 buyers submitting offers now the group's down to 10 you know so uh people are still offering albeit the i think that everyone's looking for a COVID discount right now right uh, which not uh really happening. you know it's not happening really uh you are seeing a little bit a little bit of discount between three to five percent on list price but if it was before COVID, but the, the bid ask spread is still so wide where the, the seller is not accepting any any hit under sales price and the, the buyers do want a discount right now. So I, I think again the, the, the opportunity to find deals are, are probably a little bit better just because of the competition's low everywhere. Right. Uh, I had a buddy put a deal on, uh, on the market in Dallas, and I think they only had five, five people, uh, to, to make offers. So, you know, the, the, it's easier to go out and, and separate yourself right now, especially for a sponsor that doesn't is just getting started. Uh, where your track record might not be as strong as these other big players that have, you know, five hundred million, a billion dollars under management. Um, so it's a, it, this is a good spot time, I think, to separate yourself from other people.
1: So you guys are, are driving full speed ahead.
0: We're, we're gung ho. We have uh, we have two deals right now under contract uh, in the Dallas market. Uh, it's a it's a portfolio deal for fifty million bucks in um, our all in basis. But you know, we we really like to deal underwrites to almost a six cap going in. In Dallas, which is a it's a great market. So, yeah, that's, that's you know, unheard with, of. Almost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, it's uh, rates are historically low. Uh, we feel like you know, even if the market does correct, which it is, it is right, and and things get worse, uh, we'll we'll still be in a pretty good position to to make some money on the deal.
1: Sounds good. Yeah, that that's great. If I could ask you one thing, that you know, looking back, ten years ago. Right Eight years ago, when you first got it started in in the you know the small small multifamily the duplexes, if you could you know go back to that guy who was just starting out and give him one piece of advice, what would you what would you tell him?
0: Uh, I would have learned how to syndicate deals and and you know you just use uh, your own I, cash, yeah, exactly. so I didn't know structure. I didn't come from a real estate background. There weren't a lot of podcasts like these around back then, you know, and so if, if i would have known uh is is figure out how to syndicate deals put together a syndicate so i could do bigger deals going in because during, especially during that time of the cycle you know you could have closed your eyes and put your finger on a map and made money so had i known to do some bigger deals mm. you know that, that would have been probably something i would advise myself now
1: yeah, that sounds sounds like good uh, a good idea. And now you guys are raising funds, right? So you're, it's something different than than a, syndi- a traditional syndication.
0: Yeah. So we we actually moved um, from uh, self capitalizing our deals, then syndicating deals with friends and family. Uh, we ended up exhausting all of our friends and family's money. <laughs> <laughs> so so from there we uh, went institutional, and now we're in the middle of raising our own fund so you know just to have our own discretionary capital and be able to pull the trigger whenever we want is the way forward especially i think right now a on the one side it's hard to raise money in in this environment yeah right uh but b if you have dry powder right now i think it'll go a long way um i do think that there will be some deals you know to come over the next six to 12 months and um, we'd like to be ready to to go when when that comes
1: so what kind of creative ways right now are you are you finding capital through, through raising, uh, through this fund? Maybe uh, you know, it's just weren't uh, doing beforehand.
0: We're, we're right now. It's just really got to hustle. I think the the most important part is it's tough to make new relationships mm-hmm. with, with equity providers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the guys that are doing deals are doing deals with sponsors that they've worked with before right. and have an extensive history with. So, you know, uh, for our portfolio deal, we had to raise 25 million bucks. Uh, we had to bring in different, family offices, two, it was four, four different groups to, to put the money together, but it was all groups that we'd worked with in the past. So any, any new equity, uh, partners that we try to work with, uh, you know, they're just like, look, if we are going to do something, it's going to be with groups that we've worked with.
1: Awesome. No, that sounds good. And so what, what would you say is the one thing that, that kind of puts you ahead of the pack? You know, obviously you're, you're younger than a lot of the sponsors out there, um, have a lot of fresh blood, but, in your opinion, what's what's one thing that puts you ahead of the pack? You,
0: you know, I think uh, being younger than everybody else has its advantages and disadvantages. But I, you know, I think, look, we 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 try to get as creative as possible. I think you know, we roll up our sleeves, get our hands dirty. Um, not only are we Trying to get broker deals, but we do everything we can to get off-market deals. We try to stay involved with all the other ownership groups out there, and just become friendly with everyone and build relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a relationship-driven business, so that we just work really hard. You know, and I, I know a lot of a lot of guys work hard too. But I, I also, from all the younger people out there um, that might be listening, uh, I do think others, the other ownership groups, uh, having been to where we are today. They look up to that and they kind of can relate to some of the things that we're going through. So I think that also people want to help. And if you go out and ask for help, a lot of people are willing. So don't don't be afraid to go out and ask.
1: That's awesome. I thought you were going to say, you know, it's it's the fact that you're like, uh, you know, a head and shoulders taller than everyone else. (laughs) I mean, mean, you're like, what, like seven feet tall. Like how tall are you? Six, six, seven. Six, seven. I don't know. I met, I I met when we met in Orlando, I was not expecting that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's everyone's reaction. As soon as I get out of a car or or stand up, everyone's like, whoa, I I should put it on my business card.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you could have played in the NBA, but uh, (laughs) instead you went, went going uh, property hopping, property buying. So that's incredible. I appreciate I appreciate your insights here, and it sounds like you got a, a good thing going for you, you know, continued success with that. I want to jump right into the final four over here, Zamir. So, the first question I have for you: What's the worst job that you ever had?
0: Worst job I ever had was probably I was a server at Red Lobster, coming right out of high school. Uh, it was in uh, Tallahassee, you know, at one one. On one side, I'm really happy I had a job, but it wasn't you know we just had to we were short staffed. I had to do the dishes, and I wasn't just a server, so that's probably the worst worst part. So come so a, a long way since thing? since what uh What was the good thing about it? Out.
1: Huh? So what was the good thing about it? What was what are you grateful for? Uh
0: Good thing is you know you you learn how to work long hours, and but I think the best thing is is just being able how to talk to people, know how to talk to people, you know. <laughs> um and talk to different types of people i think again it it helps relationship-wise and communication and sales right i think uh i'm a firm believer that everything you do in life is is a sale one way or another right yeah you're convincing someone to do something it helped me a lot on that side of things
1: awesome so don't don't down uh downgrade you know any type of job whatever you do you got to learn something from and, and get something from so i like that what second question, what's a, a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift?
0: One book, I think that really of several, uh, but one book that really uh, shifted my way of thinking is a four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. Just to, as far as outsourcing things and not trying to do everything yourself, you know, um, and, and obviously I don't work four hours a week, uh, but, uh, you know, right. I think a lot of us come from this thinking that you, have to you have to kill yourself right where you really don't uh and take some take, take some time to enjoy the other things in life that matter um but really yeah just you know outsourcing and it kind of goes back to to what i mentioned earlier that you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and better at things that you're not good at so um that that really did help sh- change my
1: yeah, shift and thinking definitely no that's huge uh, that that book is total paradigm shift and again I don't know that many people that are actually working four hours a week, but the point, you know, obviously the points in the book are, you know, hit home very strong when it comes to how to manage your time and yeah. do it, do what you can do and, and give, give responsibility to others that can do for you. So um, let's, let's, uh, let's move on to the third question, which is what's a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Uh,
0: you know, I think something that I I'd really like to learn um, would be online marketing, digital marketing, right? Get good at Facebook advertising. Mm-hmm. You know, more like you, you don't know where LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn Pro, and uh, just just get good at uh, Google Ads and uh, design kind of stuff. And uh, you know, I'd like to get good at it, but that's one of those things that I find people that are really good at and. Uh, don't really have the, necessarily the time to 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 focus on those things but uh, I'd really like to those are things that I'd like to focus on
1: yeah no there, there's definitely there's power in that especially this day and age yeah, there's so much power in in using google and using media and social media but yeah, again you got to got to go back to the 4 hour work week and see what Absolutely. you know what you can do you know there are people that are experts there are people that do it and you can hire them to do it but there's still something when it comes to doing it yourself that adds a little more, per- especially when it comes to social media, like you know, doing a personal touch to it.
0: Agreed. That's it's, it's been a it's been a project of mine over uh, this actually during since quarantine started. Uh, I've been spending a few hours a week just watching videos and reading up on social media, especially. So, hopefully, uh, you know, soon soon I'll be a professional.
1: Just gotta do it. Just hit the post button. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I gotta get gotta, gotta be a content master like you. <laughs>
1: oh man okay fourth and final question what does success mean to you
0: success to me means freedom just to have the freedom to do whatever you want right be able to go on vacation for two months or you know whatever just to to be able to pick up and and go anywhere that we'd like to and i think you know the business that we're in kind of helps you you can do it from anywhere you know Um, and especially if you, you, you put the right people, you surround yourself with the right people. And yeah, if, if I had the freedom for the rest of my life and didn't matter how much I made, but passive income gives you that freedom, especially for those looking to invest in real estate. So, uh, yeah, just, just to be able to pick up and do whatever I want to, whenever I want to, would be success.
1: That's awesome. And you're, you're well on the way, if not there already. So continued success for you and where can our listeners find you or reach out to you or find more about you?
0: Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. My handle is Zamir Kazi, or our website www. Uh, my email's on there. If you guys want to reach out, feel free uh, anytime.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much, Zamir. This has been a true pleasure. It's been uh, it's been wonderful. I I hope you uh, get on many more podcasts because of this. Get to uh-huh. share your story and you know reach out and find a lot more a lot more opportunities through this means. Cause it's a great means, you know, it really does. Yeah, helps a lot of people. A
0: lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Um, hopefully, you know, when things kind of get back to normal, I'd be able to see you at a conference again <laughs> one day. Yeah,
1: one of these days, hopefully, maybe <laughs> this year, maybe next year, who knows? Maybe yeah. just we'll continue the Zoom thing. But until next time, to our listeners, thanks again for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. There's some gold nuggets dropped over here. And, uh, you know, remember the, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I wanna ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review I would be extremely grateful also I want to hear from you guys so I want to hear some feedback if you have any questions for future episodes please find me on LinkedIn send me a DM a connection request Yona Weiss and I'd love to hear from you